0: Hello and welcome to Sermons from First Press, a weekly podcast from the First Presbyterian Church of Ann Arbor, Michigan.
1: First reading, the entry into Jerusalem. The disciples went and did what Jesus told them to do. They brought a donkey and a young male horse and put some of their clothes on the animals so Jesus could sit on them. A huge crowd of people put their clothes on the road like a carpet and some people cut palm branches and put them on the road too. They did this to welcome Jesus like a king. Some people shouted so everyone could hear, Hosanna to David's son, blessed is the one who comes in God's name, Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus arrived in Jerusalem, many people were nervous and asked, what's going on? Who is this man? The people with Jesus said to them, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee.
2: I love a parade. When I was a kid, it was the 4th of July parade in Saginaw every summer. We decorated our bicycles and rode along with the fancy cars and the high school band. And, of course, there was the Thanksgiving Day Parade on TV. When I got a little older, I watched the marches in the civil rights movement, a very different kind of parade, or maybe procession would be a better word. They were very meaningful to me, all those people moving together, looking strong, committed, hopeful, maybe a little afraid. Even now, there are parades that change the world. Many friends, women, men, and youth went to Washington DC for the Women's March in 2017. It was important for them, and it was important for me. And much closer to home, every Sunday morning, we have our own parade as our young acolytes, the choir, the clergy process, the cross, the word, and the light but the parade I am watching now is different. I'm not sure what to make of it. The crowds are there, waving palms, shouting Hosanna, even throwing their cloaks on the ground in front of. One man, one man riding on a little donkey. He doesn't look very important at all, but they are shouting as if he were the king, the son of David. I heard one man say, "'Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord.' What in the world does that mean? I have heard that he is a prophet and that he has healed all kinds of horrible illnesses, leprosy, paralysis, even people stricken by evil spirits. That is amazing, of course, but it really doesn't explain this crowd and their behavior, their internal strength, their commitment, their hope. And strangely,
3: this prophet, this healer, This man looks a little sad. I invite you to join together now in our prayer of confession. From long ago, the prophet Zechariah called to the people, rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Sing aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you. Triumphant and victorious is he. Humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. We said the day of our Lord will come tomorrow. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, have mercy upon us. The prophet Isaiah called to the people, go through, go through the gates, prepare the way of the peoples, build up, build up the highway cleared of stones, lift up banner over the peoples. The Lord proclaimed to the end of the earth, say to daughter Zion, See your salvation comes. Your reward is with him, and his reward is before you. And so we waited with our palm branches and coats to prepare the road for our Lord. Christ have mercy. Christ have mercy. Have mercy on us. The psalmist invited the people to sing, the stone that the builders rejected has now become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. The Lord is coming. The Lord rides in. Will we notice? Will we sing? Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy on us.
4: When I turned around, there was someone taking my colt. I asked them, what they were doing because we needed the colt for our family. But they said, the Lord needs it. I'm still confused about why they needed my colt when there were so many other animals around. But where were they going? And would my colt be returned? Lost in my own confusion and their explanation, I did not know who to trust or how to explain this to my family. They just said, the Lord needs it. And I hope the Lord will use it for good. Laying aside judgment, God will offer us redemption. Setting aside anger, God embraces us with love. Letting go of grief, God pours living water upon us. And this is the good news, friends. My cult has a purpose. My cult is fulfilling a purpose we never knew about. And we can trust in the one who sent for my cult. Hosanna. I may not understand, but I can believe that it was for my good that the colt was taken. Blessed is the one who brings us to the kingdom of God. And peace be with each of you on this journey.
1: The second reading, the cleansing of the temple. Then Jesus went into the temple and threw out everyone who was buying and selling there and he kicked over the tables and chairs of the people who were changing money and selling doves. He said to them, my house was supposed to be a house of prayer, but you have made it a lair for criminals. Then the blind and lame came to Jesus in the temple and he cured them. When the religious leaders saw the amazing things he was doing and heard children running and shouting through the temple, Hosanna to David's son. They became very angry and said to Jesus, Do you hear what these children are saying? Jesus said, Yes, I hear them. Haven't you read in God's word from the mouths of babe and children you have set up praise for yourself? Then Jesus left Jerusalem and went to Bethany where he spent the night.
5: I was with my family. We were standing just outside the temple. It was a hot day and it was crowded, which made things kind of sticky. I couldn't see much because it was so many people there, but I had heard, started to hear loud noises and began to sound like chaos. I heard people talking about someone, a, a man flipping over tables. I moved with my family, which moved with the crowd as we all pushed back to create space to see what was going on. And then I caught a glimpse of the man saying something to the crowd. He looked a little angry. I'd heard of this man before. This man did all sorts of miracles. He even raised a man from the dead. Can you believe that? And here he was, healing people right before my eyes. We had heard stories about someone coming to save us, stories we were told since we were very little. There was a Savior coming, someone to free us. I wondered, I wonder, could it be true? I heard someone yell, Hosanna to David's son. And then others followed, doing the same. So I joined them. Hosanna to David's son. But then we were told to quiet down, and so the crowd quieted. But what I saw, I'll always remember, that man standing in the middle of the crowd. And as my family turned to walk away, I whispered underneath my breath, Hosanna to David's son.
1: The third reading, the Last Supper. While Jesus and the disciples were eating together, Jesus took a loaf of bread and blessed it, broke it and gave it to the disciples. He said, take this bread and eat it. This bread is my body. Then Jesus took a cup and thanking God, gave it to the disciples. He said, drink this cup, all of you. This cup is my blood, God's new covenant poured out for all people for the forgiveness of sin. I promise that I will not drink from this cup again until the new day when I drink it with you in paradise. After this, they sang a hymn together and then went to a place called the Mount of Olives.
6: I thought this was just another dinner for a group staying at the inn. I set the table while the food was prepared. I didn't know how important this meal was. They came in and I could tell they were hungry from their day. There was one among them who seemed to lead. He led them in prayer at the beginning of the meal. I watched as the others listened intently to each word he spoke. They enjoyed their meal and the company they shared deep in conversation with each other. But I could tell the one who led them, Jesus, I think his name was, had something on his mind. I had heard his name before. I had heard the stories, stories of healing, kindness to the unclean, putting the poor first. Who was this person that does those things? The one named Jesus sat quietly for a minute. One by one, each of his followers fell silent as well, watching him with fixed eyes. He took a piece of the flatbread that I had just brought to them, freshly baked, cooled, and crisp, and I remember exactly what he told them. He held it out for all of them to see and to hear him. Take this bread and eat it. This bread is my body. He passed the basket of flatbread around the table to each of his followers. Then Jesus picked up his cup and filled it with wine for the pitcher at the table. He gave thanks to his God, the God that he and his followers said is the one true God. And I knew in my heart at that moment that it is true. He passed the cup around to them and said, drink this cup, all of you. This cup is my blood, God's new covenant poured out for all people for the forgiveness of sin. I promise that I will not drink from this cup again until the new day when I drink it with you in paradise. I had tears in my eyes, but I didn't know why. God's new covenant poured out for all people for the forgiveness of sin? to forgive all my sins, truly showing me love. The stories were true. He is true. He is truly the Son of God. I thought this was just another dinner. I didn't know how important this meal was. The fourth reading,
1: the denial in the courtyard. Then Jesus said to his disciples, You will all abandon me tonight. God's word says, I will strike the shepherd and all of his sheep will run away. But after I am raised up, I will go ahead and lead you to Galilee. Peter said to Jesus, even if everyone else abandons you, I will never abandon you. Jesus said to Peter, tonight, Before the rooster crows at dawn, you will deny knowing me three times. Peter said to Jesus, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. The disciples all said the same thing. While Jesus was being tried by the religious leaders, Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant girl came up to him and said, I recognize you. You were with Jesus, the Galilean. In front of all the people who were there, Peter denied it, saying, I don't know what you're talking about. When Peter went out to the porch, another servant girl saw him and said to the people, I recognize this man. He was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, Peter denied it, this time making an oath. I swear I don't know that man after a little while the people came up to peter and said to him we recognize you the way you speak gives you away then peter got very angry swearing once more i don't know that man at that very moment the rooster crowed then peter remembered what jesus had said before the rooster crows at the dawn You will deny knowing me three times. Peter ran away and cried and cried and cried.
7: I see a man crying in the courtyard. Surely he was with this Jesus of Nazareth, as the servant girl said, he who spoke with a foreign accent. Does he weep out of shame for denying and deserting his teacher? Or does he weep for the fate of his teacher, a fate? He cannot stop. I wonder, who is this Jesus? Some say this Jesus is the Messiah. Some call him the Son of God, the next in line to be our one true king. Surely there must be something special about him for people like this man to weep over him. Yet the priests have condemned Jesus to death for his blasphemy. I know I would be afraid to die. But if Jesus is who he says he is, then why doesn't he save himself? And if Jesus can't save himself, then I think I too might deny him, lest my fate be sealed with his. What an impossible choice for this crying man to make. To admit he knew Jesus would mean his fate would be sealed with his teacher to the point of punishment and probable death. Yet to deny knowing Jesus he now escapes with his life. Although what good is a man's life is if he has denied what he believes and denied his true self. What if this Jesus is the promised one we have all been waiting for? What if this man is weeping not for himself, but for us? Because it is we who are making a mistake, and not he. If so, We are the ones to be pitied most of all. Lord, forgive this man. Forgive all of us, for we are very afraid, and we know not
1: what we do. The fifth reading, the Garden of Gethsemane. Then Jesus went with the disciples to a garden called Gethsemane. He said to his disciples, stay here while I go over there and pray. Jesus took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee with him, and he began to feel deep agony and sorrow. He said to them, This agony and sorrow is killing me. Stay here and keep watch with me. Jesus went a little farther and fell to the ground, praying to God, My father, if there is any way, please get me out of this. Please. Help me to want what you want instead of what I want. When Jesus came back to the disciples, he found them in a deep sleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you stay awake and keep watch with me for one hour? Stay awake and pray that you don't come into the time of trial with me. I know part of you wants to do whatever is asked of you, but another part of you... Is tired and weak Jesus went away a second time and prayed again my father if there is no way to get me out of this unless I accept your will I'm ready to do it your way Jesus disciples and again found them asleep they couldn't keep their eyes open He let them sleep and went away to pray for a third time, saying the same words he had said before. Jesus came back to the disciples and said, Are you still sleeping? It's time for the Son of Man to be betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. It's time to go. My betrayer is here.
0: I was there when that young rabbi came to my garden. I was putting away my tools and preparing to go home, but I let him be. He seemed so sad, so scared. It wasn't my business. I finished up my tasks and began to leave when suddenly I heard a loud cry of anguish. I turned and saw the young rabbi on his knees sobbing and alone, lifting his hands to the heavens, praying more earnestly than I've ever seen a person pray. I couldn't tear my eyes from him. After some time, he gathered himself and walked to where those who had come with him were sleeping under a tree. He started shouting angrily, though I couldn't make out his words, and they started awake. He went away to pray again and almost as soon as he left them they fell back to sleep he was all alone there was no one to comfort him to pray with him so I did I got on my knees right where I was and I prayed to God Lord comfort your suffering servant Be with him in his agony and strengthen him for the journey ahead. Encourage those who follow him to keep watch for any opportunity to serve you. Help us all remember the poor, the sick, and the dying. Fill our hearts with compassion for those the world casts into the ditch. I never met your servant but I heard that he stands for justice and peace. Praise to you, O God, for sending him to be with us, for sending him to teach us, for sending him to show us how to love. We need him so desperately right now. Save us, O God. Our futures are so uncertain, and it's so easy to lose hope. The only other words I have are the words I once heard that young rabbi pray during a sermon on a mountain. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen.
8: Dear friends, We've heard again the story of how the last week of his life began. We've tried to see him through the eyes of those who were there, who saw him and followed him into the hopes and fears and gathering shadows of those days. So, we are here. And now we gird ourselves to follow where that week leads. He asked us to stay awake with him, to pray with him and to follow him to love, to courage, to sacrifice and anguish, and then to life, to life. So, our service now begins. Let us go forth into this next week of our lives. Let us go remembering that he came, that we might have life. And have it abundantly. Let us go resolved as always to let love be genuine, to hold fast to what is good, to be ardent in spirit, to rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, and persevere in prayer to live in harmony with one another and, insofar as possible, to live peaceably with all. For the peace of God, which passes all our understanding, is stirring among us, even now, wherever we are, even in this particular world, in this particular week. May it keep your hearts and minds in the steadfast love of God, keep them in the sacrificial love of Jesus Christ, keep them in the enlivening love of the Holy Spirit, this day, this night, tomorrow, and even forevermore.
0: Amen. Thanks for worshiping with us.